Hello, and again, welcome to Bit Depth. I'm Santiago Ramones. Across from me is Jordan Vargas. So I want to like start intentionally saying this part because I've had this question on here for a long time and I feel like people keep missing the point of it. So I'm going to explain it every time now. I'm going to ask, who are you? What do you do? But not just who are you as in what is your name, but like who are you? You know, like what what makes you you and all that, like. That's that meaning of the who are you? <laughs> okay. Uh, hmm, let me think about that. Uh, I mean, I could describe myself as a musician, um, but I don't do that full time. I also am a beer maker, work at a local brewery. So uh, that I'm a brother and a son and a boyfriend <laughs> and a friend. So I'm a lot of things. I guess those would be the things you might put on my tombstone if I were to die. Right, right. Uh all right. Well, since this podcast is more on the music side, uh, but I guess I can also ask about beer things too. Uh, <laughs> but let's talk about music. How did you first get started in music? Um, man, I've been listening to music since I was a child and I always wanted to play. I started playing guitar probably when I was like 10 and uh, started playing in bands and stuff when I was in high school. Yeah, really. I've just been playing like since I was a kid. I've always wanted to be a musician. Yeah. Uh, what made you first pick up the guitar? Hmm. Um, I always just thought it was an interesting instrument. You know, I've seen them all the time. I wanted to play guitar. Um, I thought about playing drums for a while, but my parents didn't want to buy me a drum oh. kit because it's probably like the most annoying instrument you could have in your house. Aside from like an accordion. Yeah, that too. But also I never had an interest in accordion, right. really. Uh, guitar just looks cool, you know? And back then that was, I mean, still today, kids want to play guitar. It's fun. <laughs> they look cool. Uh, who are you listening to whenever you first picked up guitar? Um, shit, who was I listening to? Um, I was listening to like dumb classic rock, like Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, my dad was like into Red Hot Chili Peppers. So like I learned like so many Red Hot Chili Peppers licks like John Frusciante is like one of my most yeah. biggest influences on guitar. And I think it still kind of shows in my music, but I do not listen to those bands anymore. But still pretty yeah. cool. Um, do you still have your first guitar? And what was it? No, I do not. Uh, my first guitar was like some Epiphone Les Paul knockoff thing and I've since realized that I hate Les Pauls. They're like <laughs> fucking heavy and ugly. And I don't know. I don't like the sound of them. I don't like Gibson. Um, I don't have any Epiphone guitars, but yeah. it was cool. Um, I don't even know what happened to it. Yeah, it's been so long ago. Um, probably someone else ended up with it or I left it at someone's house. It's a cheap guitar. Yeah. <laughs> what What is your like holy grail of guitar now? Like that you own at least and then maybe holy grail well, that you want <laughs> the holy grail that i wanted for a really long time was uh monster right ventures guitar mm. and i actually just bought one. Oh, hell so yeah. like a couple months ago i'd been like saving up for a while and like i wanted that like guitar style because i thought they're really cool but like the monster right just felt like unattainable because mm. they don't make them anymore mm. so i was like i can get the dan electro version i can get the eastwood knockoff and i'd been like kind of like scrolling through reverb looking at those for a while and then like 
a real monster right popped up like a 65 ventures model and i was like okay i gotta buy this thing it sold like some weird little shop out of japan and i picked it up came with a hard case and i probably played that thing for 30 minutes a day since i bought it hell yeah it's so addictive it's one of the coolest sounding guitars i've ever played hell yeah uh yeah how did music then become like a real passion and not just like a side hobby dang um i guess probably like came with like obsessing over music and like listening to music all the time and then like gear acquisition and just as soon as like it became like a collection and i had all this shit in my house and then like all my friends are wanting to start bands and stuff it's like it just consumed like a whole part of my life where like my closest friends are all my bandmates Mm -hmm. and like I have a room in my house dedicated to music. So it's just like, it never was really like a conscious thing. Like, Oh, I'm going to be a musician. This is like my plan. It just like my whole life got consumed by it. And it just like all happened simultaneously as time went on. Yeah. When did you first start writing music and yeah, like what was that band or was it just you? Yeah. Um, I guess like as a kid, I tried to write songs and they were like god awful trash. And um I kept trying to write shit and I keep getting better. I mean, probably even like recently. I probably write terrible music now. I mean, sometimes I'll I'll write some shit and then it just like gets scrapped, gets put on the back burner. But like and then like even like as a really little kid, I would just like you know, make up songs to myself and whistle and make weird noises and shit. But I guess that all just kind of like grew into like actually composing music for a band, like writing all the different parts and everything. Yeah. Is that how you write Burl things now? Yeah. All of Burl stuff is written by me. So like I usually start with like a melody or like a chord progression and then I'll write lyrics for it and then kind of like write it out on maybe Ableton or something. And then I'll come up with a baseline key part. And I have like a rough idea of what I want for drums. And like, I have to explain that to a percussionist, which is always like, they're probably just looking at me like I'm a complete idiot. Like telling like, go boom, clack, 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 you know, Reese knows what he's doing. It's fine. Yeah. He kind of, maybe, um, (laughs) no, he, Reese is really a great drummer, but, um, any percussionist to explain to them what I want is probably super annoying. Like I, I can't speak in terms of actual percussion, like what I want, but, um, I could just show like examples of songs. That's probably the best way to do it. And just say like, can you give me a little beat that sounds kind of like this, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And then put the emphasis on this one. Right. Match the lick or the match the, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's hard, especially too, when I do write like little sections that need fills or like just weird, like bridges and like 10 second, five second little sections that are like really hard to explain. But I'm just like, this is what I want to happen here. It's a change. It's a movement. Yeah. Or like it could be just like a groove. And some drummers just don't get it, man. Mm. You know, some guys want to play really soft. Some guys want to play so hard and it's just cymbals everywhere. But yeah, it, it's important. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I should have asked this question sooner. Uh, how did you grow up? Where did you grow up? Um, I was born in California in Riverside. And uh, I moved to, to Oklahoma when I was like seven, just like in the year 2000. And uh, I moved to Slaughterville, Oklahoma, out 
South of Noble, kind That's of in the middle of nowhere. A terrifying name. Yeah, it sounds kind of scary, but um, someone actually scraped the S off of our sign when I was a kid, so it was Laughterville for a little while. That's nice. Yeah. That's and much more pleasant. It was kind of ple- it was kind of more of a joke. Um, I think there's like a population of like 2,000 people down there. It's like tiny little yeah. town. But um, yeah, grew up down there, and then I've lived in OKC for the past like five years. Mm bought a house up here and it's been cool i like cool. here yeah um let's see where where do i want to go uh yeah how would you describe the burl sound <laughs> that's that's a hard one um people always ask like what genre we are and i'm like I, we don't really have a genre <laughs> but um we have like i have a lot of influences the the guys and anna they all have their tastes and stuff and i like to bring in people that kind of like have the same taste in music as me but um i guess we're kind of psychedelic rock indie rock um surfy kind of stuff uh even like i would say country and hip-hop are both influences in burl too yeah um american music but also like world music japanese prog stuff is cool too yeah i don't know i listen to a lot of shit and it just all accumulates into what i like to make yeah. Uh, who are like your top five right now artists? <laughs> um, I love, I love Steely Dan. I love Ween. I really like uh, Tatsuro Yamashita. Um, who else? Man. It's funny that like the top three is always just like clear. And yeah. then, and then as you go down, it's like, hmm, well, I could put that one there. It's like, oh, I don't like them that much though. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know who else I would say is like my favorite of all time, but like sure. I just went and saw Black Midi over the weekend. They're fucking awesome. Um, I don't know if they would be one of my favorites, but one of someone that I've been listening to a lot lately, mm-hmm. um, like King Giz. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like a lot of shit. Yeah. Uh, is there a sound that you've like wanted to do, but like haven't been able to necessarily? Yeah. Um, there's this like style of music called exotica. I don't know if, are you familiar with it? I don't know. It's like this weird 1950s, uh, like it, it's like, it's sort of jazz, but it's like fake jazz, um, (laughs) It has like bird sounds and stuff in it and a lot of like vibraphone and like theremin. Um, it's very like surfy. It's kind of like the sound background sound you'd hear in like a tiki bar. Okay. But I really want to do like an Exotica record. And I've been like experimenting with some song ideas, but I don't want it to sound cheesy and dumb. I want to try to find a way to like make it sound cool or like blend it into stuff that I'm already doing. And there's a track on my new album that's going to be kind of in that vein. Um, but it it is different. It's like, it's a weird style of music and it's like something I like to listen to and just make cocktails at home with my partner and just vibe out. Yeah. Uh, is, is it more that like finding a way to like put a band to like do those things really? (laughs) Yeah. It's tricky. And like, I mean, a lot of it is just like really like light percussion stuff. Like, um, you know, like that, like brush snare like really light cymbal stuff and then like weird bongos and latin percussion african percussion different rhythms and um 
also like I have no idea how to play a theremin. I would love to, <laughs> but um, I, like bird sounds and stuff, I can do those samples pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. Um, the yeah, anything else I could probably make it work. I can figure out a way to do it, um, <laughs> but it it'll be it'll be different. It won't be exact copying just 1950s exotica because that would be kind of boring it's been done i would like to maybe improve upon it do something different but yeah you should check some out i mean yeah there's, yeah there's really I, a lot of, a lot of cool shit out there interested yeah there's this guy um can't think of what his name is um oh well oh i'll show you i'll send it to you later right right yeah i'll type in exotica into spotify and see yeah what the, the album is out. just straight called exotica that he, but he has a bunch of other cool stuff yeah uh plus there's also like i mean you guys don't play two tracks necessarily so like or do you um occasionally we do we have samplers and stuff so like we have samples that go in and out and then there's one song that like kind of has tracks but like we don't like bring a computer and play to tracks like it's yeah. too hard we don't have in ears yeah. anything like that like any anytime we've tried to do that in the past it's just become too complicated i'd rather just like have a full-on band and we all look at each other give each other cues and stuff exactly and i i know that feeling because yeah i've definitely i've done kind of every facet of like okay just band and the band is making all the sounds right. and then it's like just me and the computer's making all the sounds with me or like it's literally like all computer even like the like the microphone as well and so it's the layers of complexity that that adds on is really it's like how much do you want to get involved with that yeah. that's why i like samplers because then you can just like hit it and almost play them like an instrument mm -hmm. um it, it makes things a lot easier and feels a little more human like and you don't have to just like play this things the exact same way the whole time and you can throw effects on there if you want and do it all in real time yeah where did the name burl come from um there is this okay so like my grandpa owned a cattle ranch when I was a kid and uh, there was this like farm hand that would come and help and his name was Burl. But what? Yeah. What? <laughs> um, yeah. But like, I didn't really know if it was Burl or if it was Merle or Verl because, you know, his like country accent, he's just like, my name's Burl. And um, me and my cousin thought it was hilarious. And he told me that he had some like band out there, like a country bluegrass band out in Tribby, Oklahoma, which there was like, nobody out there so i was like where the fuck are these guys playing can i cuss on here yeah yeah yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've been doing so for like 20 minutes now it's like oh yeah, yeah we totally <laughs> oh, okay I, that's the first time i like acknowledged that i was actually saying something <laughs> yeah you're good <laughs> um but yeah anyways i was like these guys must be just like playing out in a barn or something yeah. but yeah that guy was super weird he's cool though he's like just an old man that played country shit out there and uh I thought that was a cool name. I, like I wanted Burl to be a country band at first, like some sort of like weird flying burrito brothers, psychedelic country band. Um, but it, it didn't really turn out that way. Um, things just kind of like morphed into my style of writing. And it also, it's just kind of boring to like, just be like, okay, let's label ourselves as a country band. And then you got to do everything so square and like, it a you know, color within the lines. And like, I still think like Burl does have like, some country ideas you know i mean we're in oklahoma i think we could can still be considered country music in certain aspects hmm. 
I mean, uh, I'm like trying to think of like the sounds, but like there, yeah, there is just so much there that it like kind of doesn't matter anyways. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with genre in general. It doesn't matter. You can say whatever you want. Like you can't say your electronic music if you don't have any electronic instruments. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't say your acoustic if you don't have an acoustic instruments. But like there are some genres like that that are undefinable. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But um, yeah, Burl weird country guy and then like also i like trees and like i don't know if you ever seen like those tumors on trees mm-hmm. those are burls yeah, yeah. or like burled wood like burled wood furniture and tables and stuff like i just thought like that swirly psychedelic wood grain yeah it, that's that's like the best way to describe what we are and what we <laughs> want to sound like yeah um i'll get into like some of these general music questions is there such a thing as bad music yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, there's so much bad music. There's more bad music than there is good music. <laughs> How would you describe, like, what makes something bad music? You you gotta hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't just, like, judge a music until you hear it, but you know bad music when you hear it. Mm. Then what makes good music? Like, to you, what is, like, what makes it go above (laughs) i mean it is subjective and i mean i want to say that it's like putting effort into it but you can make good music with no effort Mm -hmm. you know and you can make bad music with a lot of effort (laughs) you know it's it's been done it really just comes down to i don't know there's just some sort of like spark that just like is this good or is this bad like and you know like i feel like there are some people that are completely oblivious like they're making music and they don't care they just like they think that they're good no matter what they're doing, you know? And sometimes I wonder, like, I wonder if I'm making something, I'm like, is this good? Is this shitty? Like, do I need to just turn around and stop what I'm doing? Like, I don't know. I feel like that's probably like a cycle every musician gets yeah, into. Absolutely. Like, you know, this is awesome. I'm a fucking, I'm the best songwriter of all time. And then like, oh, this, is this even good? What am I doing? I'm an idiot. I'm such a phony. Like, and I'm in that constant loop. Like, I don't know. It's, and I can listen to my tracks over and over and I'm like trying to find flaws, trying to be like, is this interesting? Like, is this fun? Do do people want to listen to this? Um, but yeah, it's all subjective really. And it also like, I think setting matters too, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's some places you just don't want to like listen to Like you can't be listening to Inya at work, you know, with all your coworkers, but like if you're just like vibing or something, like sometimes it works. Yeah. (laughs) Um, what is, speaking of like, you know, that loop of I'm a genius, I'm the worst, uh, <laughs> cause I definitely go through that all the time as well. What is a like deep nitty gritty or advanced thing that is in like one of your songs that you're super proud of, but probably no one notices. Um, in like, what, what way do you mean? Like production wise and like songwriting wise, whatever it is that like is coming to mind right now. Hmm. Um, I think I have really cool, interesting guitar parts. I mean, I think like my chord progressions are fun. I think my arpeggios are interesting and kind of difficult to play. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of throw in some like fun little weird frills here and there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, everyone has their own little quirks, you know, yeah. and I think that kind of stuff is what makes music interesting. And that's what I look for when I'm listening to music, but not everyone wants that. You know, some people just want three chord songs with this basic melody, Yeah, which I mean, that works sometimes. I mean, I like 
Beatles songs, but they also do weird shit like that too. Yeah. <laughs> Why music? Why is that what's the question? Yeah, well, just like why why would you do music and not like not painting or yeah. sculpting? Um, I guess because I'm I feel like I'm good at it. It's <laughs> something that comes natural to me. It's something that I've always gravitated towards. Um, I've tried drawing and I'm not good at all. Um yeah, it's the art form that I feel like is easily I can easily express myself with. Yeah. Do you separate art from the artist? Yeah, I definitely do. I mean, some people it's inexcusable. I'm like, oh, I can't stand them. I don't want to listen to their stuff or look at what they've done. Um, But yeah, I definitely think we should separate art from the artist. Like there's some people that are complete shitheads that are making great stuff. Yeah. (laughs) And, And do you still just like listen to it anyway? Still love them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it it depends on the situation again. It's subjective. What's something people don't normally know about you? I'm an open book, man. You you ask, I'll tell you. Like there's I don't really have very many secrets. Like I'm I'm here and like I'm I'm kind of a shy person. I don't like just come up and like want to tell people my life story without any prompt. But like you ask me a question, I'll tell you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> what advice do you have for people that want to do music? Like that have never done music? Like a grown adult that like just wants to pick up a saxophone? Like my dad, he's 50 years old and he's like, I think I'm going to buy a saxophone. He's never played any instrument in his life. I was like, Oh, I mean, you can go spend money on one, but I, I don't think he's ever going to learn to play it. I mean, he doesn't even know how to use his phone, you know, but I'm like, if I would be so impressed, you know, if he were to sit down and just become a saxophone player at age 50, you know, like when, when is the cutoff? When, when can you stop doing that stuff? But like to a child, um, yeah, just like practice. That's it. Like if you want to play something, if you want to be good at anything, do it every day. Yeah. That's, that's literally it. That's the only thing. Like just keep playing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, is there a cutoff? Do you think there's a cutoff? No, (laughs) no. I mean, I want to learn to play theremin. I want to learn to play pedal steel. Mm -hmm. I can't really afford either one. (laughs) I would love it. Like I have a lap steel at home and I keep trying, like I've had it for years and like, Every few months I'll pick it up and be like, okay, I'm going to give it another shot. And I suck ass. And I'm like, I'm never going to get good at this instrument. I can play it every day and I never improve. I mean, I I want to be good. Like I hear pedal steel and country music. I hear pedal steel and I'm like, this can be so cool. Like it's, it's the most like heart melting, like it's such a cool instrument. Um, but I just, I, I can't do it. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's, it's one of those things that's just like, Oh my God. Like you, you know, you see like pro athletes like doing like stuff and they make it look easy and like you want to get out there and do it too. But like that's pedal steel to me is just like this cliff that I want to climb, but I just, I don't even know how to get up there. You just haven't found the right either teacher or just like 
YouTube video or something. It's just yeah. like, oh yeah, pedal steel is totally easy. You just got to do this. Like, oh, I never saw that. Dude, yeah. And I, that's the thing is like YouTube will teach you anything. Yeah. Like I learn everything from YouTube and like I'll try to watch some YouTube videos and the guy's like, oh, it's a real easy song. And they just like start like some, what looks so easy and simple. And I just like make disgusting <laughs> sounds. Like it just like, I was like, maybe my string, maybe I'm using the wrong strings. Cause it's just like grinding as I like slide the slide on there. So I like went and bought some different strings. I've like tried different things and I'm just like, I just don't get it. It's just backwards to me. It'll be like picking. I mean, finger picking is one thing, but just like sliding and trying to like do those bends and stuff. It, it's a really, really hard instrument. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause the lesson is like practice, but like good practice. Yeah. Cause yeah, I mean, you just you, keep you, trying. I yeah. Mean, you can spend 30 hours on, on the thing and just like not know what you're doing. And I still. mean, if I spent 30 hours, I probably would get better, but I just get frustrated. I don't have the patience to sit there and like, I, I want to actually be able to play something good. And you know, whenever I was a kid and I picked up guitar, like I've started kind of playing good. I mean, I don't even think I got good at guitar until like probably like five or six years ago, I was completely shitty at playing it. And then I just kind of like, actually really started doing a little more research and trying to be a better guitarist and trying to get, I mean, people say like gear doesn't matter, but gear kind of matters. If you're playing a cheap ass guitar, it's going to always sound like shit, you know, kind of upgraded and kept trying to improve myself. I still try to improve myself. I'm always like, what can I do differently? What do I like that I want to sound like? Like, how do I imitate that? And how do I like, you know, step up from there? Like, make it my own mm-hmm. so yeah yeah a question that i uh forget to ask but i like the question is uh what's a musical hurdle that you are proud that you've overcome and then what's one that you're working on still mm. i mean really it's hard to even just get a band together get like the right group of people like i see so many people that are like musicians and they want to start a band and they don't even know where to start but like it's so hard to just like put yourself out there and meet people and like explain your ideas to them and get them to play like songs that you've written. Like, I know you, you do the same thing. Like, you know, you write songs and have to explain all the parts to people. Like it's hard and getting everyone on the same page and getting everyone to come over and meet at a certain time and then locking in shows. It's, it's like the hardest thing trying to be the front person of a band. But then on top of all of that, also like, trying to sell yourself like once you have the band like okay the hard part's over no there's an even harder part which is like getting people to come see your shows getting people to listen to your music like putting yourself on social media and looking cool and you know it's it's like a never-ending road of like and i'm sure after that then it's just like more and more stuff like it just gets more difficult on down the line but i think I just want more people to hear my stuff, you know, like that's, that's hard for me. I don't do social media that well. And yeah, that's, that's my hurdle that I'm struggling right now. It's just like trying to get my shit heard. Yeah. Like I see like my, my biggest song on Spotify just hit 3000 listens. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh dang, that's cool. And like the band was all like excited about it in our chat. And then I like looked at other local bands that we play with and they're like getting 30,000 streams on their shit. Like one guy just dropped a song and it's like already at 4,000. I'm like, come on. Like how do I even get people to listen to my stuff? Comparison is definitely a curse. And like, yeah, just don't (laughs) cause it's so like, I don't know. I, 
<laughs> through this podcast, I'm friends with a lot of musicians anyways. Yeah. And so just like, I've had Johnny Manchild on mm-hmm. and it's just like, that's, it's not even worth like, yeah, that guy's getting huge numbers. <laughs> I'm just like, how? I mean, yeah, your music's good, but like, how are you getting these crazy numbers? Like, where did you send your music? Like uh, he's friends with a YouTuber. He's oh, okay. like a popular, like youtuber so oh, okay well that's i guess the, the pipeline it's yeah. all about who you know yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> okay well i'll i'll make friends with some youtubers right and it's but it's also it's like you don't like just because you have access to like clout or or just yeah. people like doesn't mean that you will automatically get the thing like your music also oh, has to be good enough no, for no. people to like yeah, i disagree it. with that okay, very okay, go much ahead. there uh, and i'm not gonna say names i don't i don't want to start shit but there are definitely bands out there that suck <laughs> are getting so much recognition i'm just like what the hell like who is even really listening no one really likes this they can't possibly but um uh, I guess maybe they do, or maybe they just want to seem like they do. So they're cool. Um, it's really like, and I think the majority of people who listen to music, they don't care. They don't care if it's good. They're, they're not really interested in that. Um, they just want to look cool. There is, I mean, if you cast a wide enough net, you are going to get like enough idiots to listen to your terrible shit. So yeah, yeah, it's true. (laughs) <laughs> um and yeah idiots come come listen to my band. <laughs> i won't call you an idiot anymore <laughs> <laughs> well you did one not stupid thing by yeah. at least yeah I listening to Burl. I, I, at least i mean i would want some idiots i mean comparatively i feel like there's no one listening to Burl right now it's like um I'm, it's not that bad yeah shit at least i think so maybe maybe i'm on the other end of the i'm good i'm terrible spectrum right now (laughs) but um yeah it's it's not that bad Uh, (laughs) so a happy medium of uh maybe you could maybe you would enjoy it you just check out the music yeah i'm I'm not gonna like go full kanye and be like i'm amazing i make the best music ever but like i think i mean we just finished this record and like i think it's really fucking good you know it's like the best thing that i think i've ever made in like my time writing music so yeah really proud of it yeah uh plug it now and then we'll play again later what what is it uh it's called well it's my album that i've been working on for like two years it was a fucking pain to get it made and get it out there and it's still like it's not even out yet it's not even ready i don't have like a really state we haven't said it or anything yet but i think i um, we're going to probably release it like October 28th. Hell yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's finally happening. It's done. It's mastered. It's out the door, just waiting on artwork now. And then going to, you know, cross some I's and dot some T's and <laughs> it'll be ready. Yeah. Uh, hype, hype, hype. Hype it up, <laughs> you know? Um, Yeah. Let's get into the deep questions that make bit depth, bit depth. Uh-oh. <laughs> what is the role of spirituality or religion in your life? Um, it's not, there's not a very big role for it in my life. Um, no, I'm not a religious person. My family doesn't go to church or anything. Um, I never, it never really was big for me. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool. I think religion's fun. And if it helps some people get through life, like, yeah, good, good for them. Yeah. What did you grow up with? If anything, um, I mean, my parents like say they're Christian, um, but I don't think they went to church as kids. Mm -hmm. Um, They still say that they're Christian, but I don't think 
they've even studied Christianity as much as I have, or like looked into it or like know anything about it. They just like, like everyone else is Christian around them. So they're just like, okay, like Christianity. Um, or they're like, my mom would like buy crosses from that. She saw at Kirkland's that she thought looked cute and would put them up on the wall. But like, I don't think she's ever even opened a Bible. Um, yeah. Um, no, really they, they don't have, they, and my dad, like I've told him before that, um, I don't have a religion or like, I don't necessarily say that, like, I don't believe in God. You know, I'm not an atheist or anything like that. Um, I don't like put labels on anything, but uh, I have told him that. And, uh, he gets like upset and he's just like, Oh, the atheist over here, you know? And I'm like, what's the difference with you? Like you, you don't go to church. Like he just, I don't know. He, he doesn't, they're, they're not that mad about it. You know, they, they're not religious people. So they're just like, okay, whatever you. <laughs> it is a, a weird, like, I mean, it's a generational thing, but also, I mean, just growing up in Oklahoma is a, a weird pressure. Yeah. And I have friends, you know, that, have like kind of like some trauma from being in church and being raised in that environment. And I've gone to church with people. It's not like I've never walked into a church before. I tried going to church when I was a kid and it just wasn't for me. And it's a weird vibe, especially like since it's not something my family does or not something I was really indoctrinated to it as a child, but I don't know. Um, if I don't want to put it down, I mean, it helps some people, but I don't really like it. And, um, I don't like how people try to put it into, uh, politics yeah. and try to force it onto other people. Like that's pretty gross. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's cool. There's some cool like imagery and stuff behind it and not just Christianity, but like other religions are pretty interesting too. Like, um, when I was in Japan, I went to some pretty interesting temples and stuff while I was there in Eastern religion, like really cool imagery. I don't know very much about it, but it looks cool. I've been inside some beautiful churches. I love stained glass. Um, I like the architecture on a lot of churches. Um, artistically. Yeah. Cool. Cool stories. But, um, I don't think it's something that really I want to, you know, put my entire belief system into. I just try to be a good person. Yeah. Um, I guess, what is your connection to spirituality then in the absence of religion, if there is any at all? Um, my connection to spirituality. Yeah. Like, what do you mean by spirituality? Well, like spirituality is just like the, the knowledge that like the everything that we're all connected to in some way. Okay. Like the universe and like consciousness. Yeah, sure. And all of that. I Whatever mean, that means to you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wake up and I'm me, I'm in this body and you know, I don't wake up every day as someone else. Maybe, I don't know, maybe there's a multiverse and I do, but, um, yeah, as far as I know, I've, I've done acid, I've done DMT, I've broken through to some other dimension, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what I'm doing here. I don't know what we're doing here. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, it's cool that we're in some rock flying through space and, uh, I don't know what happens when we die or why we're alive, but yeah. Beautiful. That's cool. At least, <laughs> at least we get to see some cool shit, you know? Yeah. I'd like to keep on living. Yeah. What is your definition of God? Um, I mean, I guess there could be like some 
I don't really believe like in Christian God. Like I don't, that just seems kind of silly to me. And I don't think that like ancient gods, like where there's like tons of like (laughs) Zeus and all that stuff. I don't really, I think all those stories are cool. You know, it's, it's interesting, but if there was like a creator of the universe, it's probably like an advanced alien species that like created a mega computer that this is a simulation, you know, yeah. that, that seems most likely to me. <laughs> but, um, I also think that if that were the case, they probably don't even know we exist within this huge simulation. You know, we're probably just some random afterthought in all of that. Um, but yeah, I don't think that there's like a Prometheus alien that came to earth and like laid a seed on it or some shit like that either. I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe any of that, it could be true, but I don't, I don't really know. Um, God. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and like, I don't, I don't ask these questions because I'm like, Oh, you have to like have these sorts of things. It's just like, these are deep questions because it's fun to discuss. No, it is. It's, it's really interesting. I mean, these are, these are fun discussions, especially like, late at night when you've had a few drinks and you're just like ask, asking people, are you like a big religion? You go to church and stuff? No, oh, no. Okay. Yeah. I, like I, I would even define myself as an atheist in, oh, okay. in certain regards, but like in, in a similar way to you, it's just like, it's not, I think the term atheist is, you know, no longer applicable to most people just because right. it's like, Oh, you know, I don't believe that there is a teapot floating around Mercury. Like you don't have to necessarily say that. Yeah. I feel like saying you're an atheist is just like, you know, being in any religion. It's like, I know for a fact that there is no God. Like, how do you know? You know, like maybe there is, I don't know. Maybe these guys were onto something or maybe they're just scared and they like needed an explanation for all this crazy shit. Right. Well, I mean, I go as far as saying atheist in that I think it's highly unlikely. Yeah. And so, like, I'm willing to say that, like, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in, in the Christian sense, yeah, probably not. Yeah. But in, like, a sense of, like, maybe someone did create this universe, like, or in some entity. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's pretty likely that this is a simulation. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, even still, I, like, whatever even closer definition to that of, like, God is still probably not. Yeah. Is what I think at least, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and that's the, yeah. The reason I asked is because like it, it becomes a big like motivator for the rest of our things. Yeah. Cause, cause then like spirituality also is like for me being connected to the everything and like whatever symbolism we might use to like, describe that like yeah i do feel very connected to everything and everyone and like i don't necessarily need religion to say that but like spirituality is like the closest word yeah we have (laughs) yeah yeah i mean sometimes i feel more connected than other days (laughs) some days i'm just like i don't know what the hell's going on but some days i'm like everything just clicks you know yeah cool (laughs) um what is free will what is free will um I mean, yeah, just, you know, like I said, some days you wake up and you you really just are on autopilot and you think that everything's just going to go your way. And I don't know, sometimes I feel like I'm not even fully aware of what I'm doing. I just like rolled up here, you know, you you hit me up out of the blue and I like came over here. So like do, 
does free will exist? I don't really know. Yeah. I mean, maybe everything, you know, can be decided by a coin toss, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't answer that. I Yeah, I really that's don't a valid know. answer to the yeah. question. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I really don't know if it exists or not. Mm. What do you think happens when we die? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, when it comes straight down to it, I mean, I know for a fact what will happen is like my body will decompose. And um, I when I die, I would like to not be embalmed or anything or uh, I wouldn't even like to be burnt i mean i would like to be just like buried in like a burlap sack or something you know that can decompose naturally so that Keeping i can that burl brand alive yeah exactly like i want to give back like my energy to the plants and animals of the earth and like see i mean that's what's cool like i like to see life outside like it that doesn't exist i don't think in very many places it, definitely in our solar system but who knows in our universe like how much life there is life is pretty cool like i like hiking and going into nature and stuff like give it back, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Glad I got to experience this. It's been pretty cool. Yeah. I want to see more shit. I want to eat more food. I want to hear more music and see more art. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and then when it's stuff. over, like it's cool. It's, yeah. 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 That's it. I mean, maybe I don't really think that I'm going to go floating up to some cloud world playing a harp like with angel wings but i mean hey if that's what happens then cool i'll chill on a cloud but um yeah i'd probably be more likely i'd go to hell <laughs> yeah same <laughs> whatever uh how do you determine what good behavior is um I think just being nice, just be nice to people. Don't be a dick. Like I know so many people that are just like an asshole all the time. And I'm just like, who is that benefiting? Cause it's definitely not you. Like it's just going to turn around and bite you in the ass. Like just, and it feels good to be nice to people. It feels good to give people things and have fun and experience things with people and laugh. And I don't, I also don't understand people that are just miserable all the time and don't like anything. And just like, I don't know, just be chill. Like, <laughs> don't you like to smile? Like it feels kind of good. It feels a hell of a lot better than being pissed off all the time. Just be good. Like don't, you know, like if you make a mistake driving, just like apologize, like don't flip people off. Like don't get crazy. Don't be mean, you know, don't, don't be a dick. Yeah. I do wish there was like a more universal way of like telling someone like, oh my God, that was totally my fault. I'm so sorry. Like, cause there's, there's so many times you're like, oh yeah, that was totally me. I'm sorry. But yeah, like, just I, like I wave to them. But then most of the time they're just like, fuck you. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm just like, okay, sorry. Like, can I like tell you that like, that was totally my fault. You're right. Like, it <laughs> I mean, I get angry all the time cause people drive so stupid, especially around my house. And I'm just like, God, like, and it, it's, if I'm having a bad day, I'm just like, okay like i mean what are you gonna do really it's just like idiot shouldn't have a driver's license but like what that's out of my control it just gotta like let anger like just come in and come out like you can't just like be mad about it and let it ruin your day yeah. and like so many like little things can piss you off like co-workers you get home and like have a small argument with your partner or you know whatever and it's just like just don't let anger consume you and i think so many people get totally consumed by anger like i've had old people that i've worked for that are just like their life is just anger like everything is just anger i'm just like dude like it would feel so much better if you just like relaxed like just chill out for a minute yeah. i don't know just like don't don't be mean like what it it does not benefit anyone to be mean yeah. 
and <laughs> I, mean, there, I know people that just love to like make fun of people too. And I'm just like, yeah, it's funny sometimes. Like some people do be clowning, but like, <laughs> just like, okay, it gets old. Like we don't need to be making fun of these people all the time. Like, let's just let it go. Yeah. I mean, there, people do cringe shit. You can laugh, but like, let's, let's keep it. Let's keep it to a minimum. Yeah. Cause then you're letting their existence affect you negatively as well. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, that's just mean. Like, don't be mean to people. Like if someone, I don't know, I, <laughs> uh, I, I one time went to a bar and I was very, very trash before I even got there. And this dude got there and like, he, this was so mean of me, but like I was with my friend and we were like super drunk, but he like, kept asking me like what's your favorite band like because he knew that I was in a band and uh I, I was like I don't know and he like told he like really wanted to tell me that his favorite band was Blink-182 and um like whenever he told me that then I just like started ripping into him <laughs> like I just started like trashing on this band and stuff and like he got like so like like he took it very personal like I was like attacking him you know and the dude just like lost his mind and like my partner was there and she was so mad at me but like you know especially when you're drunk you just like have no filter but yeah oh man I I mean I can be a dick I definitely can and I try not to I try not to be mean but there you know you step on someone's toes and like you can't walk on eggshells all the time you know and it's it's so easy to fall into that and I'm not perfect no one is but yeah, um, I think we can all just have a, a little bit of a sense of humor about things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where is my questions? There it is. <laughs> How do we reduce the division between people? Reduce the division between people? If that's something that you want to do. <laughs> um, I mean, for one, maybe like stop the misinformation, like just give people the truth don't bullshit people but i mean that doesn't benefit everyone um people want to bullshit you so they can control your thoughts <laughs> but uh yeah i mean really that's all it comes down to is like people want to like accept that what they want to think is true and they want other people to think that too and like when their beliefs are wrong then it just like shatters their world and yeah i think that's all it really comes down to is just like people don't want to be wrong so yeah accept it if if you're wrong just like learn to just like be like dang okay i'm wrong so, yeah. you know wipe it off like okay i was wrong my bad don't just be like double down on your wrongness you know and just be like you fuck it this is my this is who i am now <laughs> this is my world this is what i believe <laughs> do you believe humans are evil by nature um um i don't know maybe some of them i don't know i don't think any baby just like is born and is just like i'm gonna fuck some people up but i don't know my cat i think maybe she kind of was has a little bit of that evil in her some people do i think some people kind of like to hurt people they like to watch people pain you know and not just like physically hurt people but like emotionally hurt people like people like i don't know maybe it makes them feel more powerful makes them feel better to inflict pain on others i don't know i think it's kind of gross yeah but also, I mean, you love your cat. <laughs> yeah, I, I love her. You know, I love. You can still love someone that's a little evil. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we just like live with these things, and they're like they would absolutely murder us if they had the chance. Oh yeah, not not like one hundred percent evil. 
You know, like yeah. if, if it was a 100% evil cat that was like out to kill me, they wouldn't even live in my house. You know, I don't, I don't deal with that kind of evil, but just like a little bit of like a little bit of evil. Maybe I have a little bit of evil in me. I'm sure we all have a little bit of evil. Yeah. And yeah, evil can be fun. Feels good to be bad. Sometimes. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think humanity is heading towards in the future? I don't know, man. It's, it's not looking really good, but I mean, I got faith, I guess that things are going to get, I think naturally people like want to see good shit happen, but we don't, the powers that be don't want that obviously. Um, so like, we're going to just keep on kicking it and like try to be happy, I guess. And if they really want to destroy things and fuck it up, then just like, we'll, we'll find a way we'll, we'll persevere, I guess. When, I mean, at what point, for you, do you start being like, Hey man, like fuck off. Like it's, it's a, it's a different thing from just being like, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll find a way anyways. But like, there's going to be a point where you're like, all right, like civilization is just like destroyed. Is that what you mean? Like, well, I mean like for you, like when do you start being like, all right, I can't just be chill anymore or like persevere or whatever. I need to like change some shit politically. Cause like it would take a lot. Like they'd have to like come take my house away from me. Like that's, that's the point where like, I can't go get food or like my money is worthless or like my money in the bank just like goes away. Like, I guess that like, if I'm working towards nothing and I have nothing and they take shit away from me, then I guess at that point I'm just like, okay, I'm going to kill some people. <laughs> Maybe not kill some people. That's, that's a, a big pendulum swing. Oh no, dude. I will. I, I'll, we'll, we'll go out in the street and we'll kill the rich. We'll build the guillotines. We'll, yeah, dude, we'll, we'll come after them. I, I'm going to get everyone. I'm going to be like, yo, we're starting to, we're starting a whole. Y'all fuck with the chill dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, like really when it could, I mean, you got to go far for that. But like, I mean, until then I'm just like, I'm going to work. I'm like, once, once like I'm like a slave, then that's the point where I'm just like, okay. This, <laughs> like if you, if you start taking my house and taking my shit, then. Yeah, but until then, I'm chill. Like, I think I'm, I'm my existence is fine right now. Sure. <laughs> when they start pulling me out of my house and putting me in the labor camps, then, uh, yeah, the guillotine goes up. <laughs> what makes you optimistic about our future? What makes me optimistic about the future? Um, I don't know, man. Um, the internet, it's, it's pretty cool, I guess. Like... We got, uh, we got lots of stuff to distract us and got a lot of cool stuff coming out. A lot of good movies and music and we got good food. They keep more good restaurants, keep opening. They close down the good ones and then they open up more good ones. So I don't know. Um, yeah. We got a Burl album coming up. That's, that's we got a Burl album coming out. <laughs> Maybe in about four years, it'll get 3000 listens. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's me being pessimistic. I should be optimistic about the future. Let's, let's be optimistic here. We'll get 3000 listens in the first six months. I think, I think let's make it happen. Yeah. I think people will like it if they just listen to it. You listener, you specifically, it is your responsibility to, to get the new, just one track of Burl's past 3000 within six months. I mean, it, the whole album is 20 minutes long. Just like what you're, you can be fucking around all day. Just like hit play and listen to it. Like hanging to kill you. Yeah. 
You might like it. You might play it multiple times. Yeah, yeah. Maybe along the way you'll actually go like, oh, wait. Okay, no, yeah. yeah I, cool. I think you will. I mean, it's pretty catchy. It's pretty melodic. There's, I put a lot of work into it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, not to say putting a lot of work into something makes it good, but <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Definitely some effort in there. <laughs> what makes you content? Um, content. What makes me content? Um, a lot of things. Um, probably beer mostly mm -hmm. <laughs> beer, beer makes me feel pretty good. Um, but yeah, like content. I like in my house, just chilling. No one's messing with me. I'm content. Like that seems like the most content I could be is like when I'm sitting on my back porch and I'm just like drinking a beer. Um, that's, that's pretty content. Like nobody's messing with me and I don't have to think about stuff and I don't have to be busting my ass. Yeah. Is there a like conflict of interest there since you work with beer? Like, Oh, that's why I work with beer. Oh, okay. so like it hasn't diminished the value of beer to you. To, In like... fact, it's made it even more. Okay, okay. Yeah. Like I just think that like, I mean, I think civilization is built on it. You know, <laughs> like I think that's why people started agriculture back in the day. I mean, we were cavemen and then we were like, Oh beer, like we need to start growing grain and making bread and stuff. And it's like, it just grew from there. And it's like, I think it's in human nature to want to drink alcohol and chill. And it, it relaxes you. I think it makes you a nicer person in some cases. Some people get a little riled up <laughs> and good for them. They like to have fun. <laughs> I actually don't drink. Uh, oh, dang. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, good, good for everyone. Oh, man, good does. for you yeah, too. Absolutely. I mean, uh, nothing against people that don't drink, by the way. I have plenty of friends like Anna doesn't drink and I know lots of people and yeah, I I just think it's fun. I like making it and I like, uh, I like drinking it for sure. Yeah. It's a good way to spend my time and a good way to make money. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll go into some of these niche, uh, beer questions. Like, do you, do you have like a refined beer palette or are you just like whatever? Um, I mean, uh, technically I do. I mean, I'm not like a Cicerone or anything, um, but like we do like tasting sessions at work and stuff. And we, we have sensory programs and stuff like to taste for off flavors or just, and I've tried so many beers. I mean, I've tried probably every well-known beer style. So like I could take a sip of beer and I could tell you what it is and I could tell you the flavor notes and stuff. I mean, I may not be able to tell you the exact hops and yeast and whatever is exactly put in it, but I can tell you, I can probably guess I could probably get pretty close. Mm. What is your go-to beer? My go-to beer. I don't really have a go-to beer. Um, I'm always drinking something different. Um, cool. I really, I mean, Coors Banquet, it's such like a boring ass, like macro lager, but I drink the shit out of it. Um, I like, I really like cerveza. I like Mexican beers. I like, uh, Pacifico and Tecate. Um, Modelo. I like, I like craft beer. I like to, if I'm in a city, I always go to a brewery and just check out like what, I mean, I'll like look up what's the best craft brewery in the city. And I always go and just like scope it out, try, you know, whatever they've got on the menu. Like just, I usually ask the bartender, like, what's your best beer here? Like, what do you have that's seasonal that tastes good? You know, what, do you, what have you been drinking lately? And I like all kinds of beer, you know, I'll drink a stout, I'll drink a sour, this weekend I was down at Jester King and I was drinking a bunch of farmhouse ales and that's what I like to brew. Farmhouse ales are like the most fun beer to make. 
But um, yeah, those are delicious. I ended up spending way too much money. I brought home like $100 worth of bottles and my cabinet's getting way too full. <laughs> what's, I guess, what's the beer that you've had that like has somehow topped all the rest? Like, man, this is the best thing I've ever had. There isn't one. Nice. No, there's <laughs> nothing that's just like way up there. I mean, they're all just, it's like a whole spectrum yeah. of like, I've had really shitty beers. I've had really good beers and there's nothing that just like sits way above the rest. There's nothing. Um, yeah, I like them all. And I usually like start every day. I walk into work and, uh, like on the canning line as they're coming through, I like have to taste, test them. So I take one sip and then pour it out. So have a beer probably every day. Wow. Yeah. You're not getting like lit at work. Oh, you know? hell no. But I mean, yeah, sometimes after work, I definitely go in the tap room and I get lit. But I mean, I don't get drunk off beer. Like one beer won't do much. Two beers feel a little bit. Band practice, I probably have like five or six beers. And I mean, I bring, I've got a beer fridge in there. And so all the guys are drinking the whole time. And I hook it up with Sprite and seltzer and stuff. Um, but yeah, sometimes I'll have one or two. Sometimes I have 10. Yeah. Whatever, wherever the flow takes you, man. <laughs> sometimes it's an IPA. Sometimes it's just regular old lager. Kind of depends on the time of year, too. When it's kind of cold out, I'll drink a stout. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much terminology in there that it, like I've no like frame of reference for. But like I'm glad that people have things to be interested in. It's fun. Yeah, I'm a nerd. Yeah. Um, I drink liquor, too. <laughs> but I don't make it. Sure. <laughs> when will you be satisfied i'm satisfied now man yeah yeah <laughs> i mean definitely there's like a pursuit to like do better i mean i guess that's the american dream right um i want to make better music i want to buy a van and start touring i want to make more money i want a better house I want a better car I want cooler nicer clothes but i think everything that's going on in my life is pretty great right now yeah. i mean if my 10 year old self saw me now they'd be like dang you're cool as hell yeah. you got you got it going on you got it made you got a good job got a good partner got a good house got transportation got money in the bank got two cool cats in my house <laughs> i got a lot of good friends and uh have a lot of fun i get to travel Got three weeks paid vacation it's enough time to go around and i mean i don't have to just sit at home all day and be broke or bored get to go do interesting work every day yeah. it's pretty cool yeah i'm not bored at work have fun yeah co-workers it's, are nice it's good to be able to realize that you like are having a good time because uh, yeah there's so many people that are like so like stressed out about everything and it's like don't you know that like you're you're having a Pretty great, actually. Yeah. Oh, man. Don't even get me started on that. Like, I'm just like people that have that mindset. I'm just like, God, just like chill out, man. Like, can you just like look at the good things? Like, I know. And then there are some people I'm just like, God damn, things are not going good for them. And I feel really bad. I need. I like I try to reach out to those people, too. And they're just like, I can't right now. You know, and, you know. <laughs> More power to you. I, I really hope you're doing all right out there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what advice do you have for people in general? Um, I think I said this earlier, but just like be nice. Yeah. Just be nice. That's really it. Just have a good time. Um, be nice to your friends and be nice to your coworkers and yeah, be reliable. 
be, be the, be the person that you want someone else to be to you. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Lastly, potentially most importantly, cake or pie? Pie. I used to be a good cake guy, but I'm, I've been growing into pie lately. Yeah. What's the pie that comes to mind? I mean, I'm definitely an apple pie and ice cream kind of guy for sure, but I like coconut cream pie. Yeah. Good shit. Awesome. Jordan, thank you so much for doing this with me. Yeah, man. <laughs> thank you for having me. This has been fun. Yeah. Where can people find you and your things? Um, just look up Burl, I guess. <laughs> B-U-R-L. Um, that's, that's my band and we got an album coming out. It's going to be an album. <laughs> it's 20 minutes long. I mean, I guess you can call it an EP, but one of the albums of all time, one of the albums of all time. Yeah. I hope you listen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Once again, thank you so much for doing this with me. I'm Santiago Ramones and I'm Jordan Vargas. What brawl track is about to play at the end of this? Um, do you want to play one of the new ones? Yeah. We'll, we'll figure that out after the fact. Okay. Uh, yeah. I can't hear a thing drowned out by the ambient sound of the freeway. What'd he say? That key's round, but it never was found. When it fell from a pocket, it was kicked on the ground. Don't turn around, it'd feel much better if we just left now. But it don't matter, like the jingle jang clatter of a car key splatter when it hits on the counter. Find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music and produce audio. The music you're hearing now is music I made. You can listen to official releases by Santiago Ramones on Spotify, Apple Music, and the other streaming places. Or you can support me directly by buying my music on Bandcamp. I'm working on Hypothetical, my first singer-songwriter album. So if you'd like to hear that at some point, 
there are lots of ways to support me on my website. There's a Discord server in which we discuss deep topics from the podcast, but it's also a community of beautiful human beings. All the links to all my things are on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. Please take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It would mean a lot to me to hear what you have to say, and it lets others know what to expect better than I could ever explain. I want to help the world have deeper conversations. So thank you for listening to and supporting BitDepth. I was in podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong.